listening to Partners in Change with Bree Dodd and Christian Dawson. Welcome to Partners in Change. I'm Christian Dawson with Open Eye, and uh, I welcome you to today's episode. This one's a really special one. We're talking with Annette Bennett, who is somebody who's made a substantial impact to how our community has dealt with the COVID pandemic. Uh, and has helped develop resources to make sure that our um, our community was able to help um, the global community and also um, to make sure that we had the resources necessary in order to um, deal with this pandemic. So her story is really special. Uh, we uh, strongly recommend you uh, uh, check out what she has to say. But um, I have to tell you one funny thing. Um, around 20 or so minutes into the podcast, uh, we, we end it. And then we started talking afterwards and, uh, there were so many more stories that we needed to share. So we decided after a few minutes of chatting after the podcast was over, that we were going to go back on mic and that we were going to finish out. And so actually some of the best stories, some of the most interesting parts of the podcast come after the false ending when we thought we were done. Um, and we just weren't done because there was so much more to say. Thanks for joining us today in Partners in Change. Uh, I'm Christian Dawson. I'm Bree Dodd. And we are so excited about our guest today. Uh, Annette Bennett is the co-founder of Clinical Research Partners. That is one of her incredible roles um, as a change maker in the uh, Richmond community. And uh, we cannot wait to talk to you about her story and the things that she is doing to really help our community. Um, over the past year and a half, we keep on saying over and over again on this podcast that uh, this community, like the entire world, has been through an enormous amount of change. We have um, uh, we have been through struggles, uh, and the kind of work that Annette has been doing has been to step up to empower this community to try and meet those struggles head on. And we're interested today in uh, trying to learn a little bit about Annette and what makes her tick as she helps us uh, as a community get past COVID, for instance, and, and other major ailments that we are faced with as a community. Annette, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you all for having me today. I'm really excited to talk about COVID, community, <laughs> and um, just how Richmond's always pulling together whenever we example, go through a pandemic or other things that we face as a community. Are you from Richmond? I actually grew up about 30 minutes south of Richmond around the Chester area. So not originally, but I've lived in Richmond since I was 17. Aha. So, um, okay, let's, let's go ahead. Uh, we have teased the idea that you have been helping us with COVID. What do we mean by that? So, um, as being the, one of the founders of Clinical Research Partners, I've had the opportunity to help bring many uh, medications to market before COVID. And um, with the COVID vaccine studies, um, we were actually, because of Richmond and the community, the largest enrolling center in the world for the AstraZeneca vaccine study, which was for COVID. We had over 3,000 volunteers line up that wanted to vaccinate and do what it took to put an end to COVID. And that just really speaks, I think, for Richmond and how, like I was saying earlier, we pulled together. So Clinical Research Partners, that's your company. That's my company, one and of them. 
what, that, that is one of your companies. <laughs> one of them. Um, and you've been around now for... I think, 10 years. We just celebrated a decade. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So how? tell us a little bit about the story with Clinical Research Partners. So clinical, yeah, clinical Research Partners was started um, when I was actually 28 years old. Dr. Call trusted me wow. with, <laughs> with the idea um, of starting the first... Um, research company in Virginia that wasn't just focused on one indication, but on everything except for oncology. So we formed the company 10 years ago, and we have been thriving ever since, you know, providing jobs for Richmond, and then also um, helping bring new medicines to market. For example, patients with Alzheimer's disease, patients with rheumatoid arthritis, patients with, you know, just different types of diseases. So how, when you're 28 years old, do you get into um, helping uh, like pharmaceutical companies cure diseases? Yeah, so great question. Um, I started at VCU and I was trained by an amazing uh, director in research when I was 20. And then I had the opportunity to go work for um, a large research organization that's worldwide called Quintiles. And they now refer to themselves as IQVIA. And by working for them, um, they kind of took me to the next level of this is what it's like to run a center. This is what you'll do to help bring a medicine to market. So then um, the pharmaceutical companies come to myself and Dr. Call and say, we have this new medicine. We want to treat. Um, we think it's going to help mm -hmm. the population and the patients. Um, we need your help finding volunteers. And so then we get hit with a global pandemic and people start saying, the only way out of this is if we find a vaccine. Yes. And you know that there are companies out there that are racing to figure out how they can be the ones to provide the vaccine. Absolutely. Where do you step in to help at that point? The pharmaceutical companies, they came to us and said, we need your help. We need volunteers. We need to test this and make sure it's safe. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the great thing is that we were able to run the studies and we were able to get an emergency use authorization instead of waiting a decade or to 20 years. Normally it takes 10 to 20 years to get any medicine available. Uh -huh. But instead of us having to wait because of the volunteers, they volunteered. We were able to have the data we needed to show, yes, this looks safe. Yes, this is going to be effective. And then the FDA was able to throw the label on it for emergency use. So it really goes back to the volunteers, not just in Richmond, but across the world. Mm -hmm. And But you said that this is, that Richmond has some designation there as being one of the largest. We were the largest in the world out of all the- In the world. In the world, in the entire world. What? What makes Richmond special enough to have stepped up in that way? What's, what do you see about our community? That's our community pulls together. We had patients calling in and they were stating constantly, um, we want to do our part. We want to help. We want to give back. We want to be a part of putting an end to this. And oh, so um, you mentioned emergency use authorizations. Let's get into vaccines for a moment. Okay. Because I know that uh, right now we're at a point where a significant portion of the population has gone ahead and they've gotten their vaccine. Mm -hmm. uh, and they've relied upon the kind of data that a facility like yours has provided to show that it is safe and effective and everybody should go get vaccinated, right? Um, but there are people that are saying, oh, emergency use, like that, you know, there's not enough testing. Do you have perspective on that? Well, 
I like to say, and this was my example, even before the emergency use was put into place, that any medicine that your doctor writes you, technically you are a test patient unless it was ever tested on you as an individual. You don't know how your body's going to respond to Tylenol. You didn't go through the trials as an individual. So any medicine out there, no matter what's written to you as a patient, even if it's FDA approved, you don't know your outcome. So you know that it's been tested on thousands and thousands of patients to prove that it's safe. But I think technically everybody's in a study every day when it's a new medicine that they haven't taken before. Wow. What, yeah, what a powerful perspective. Seriously. Uh, and, but your, uh, your feeling is, after having been a part of these tests, part of these studies, that you've got good confidence that people should be going out there, getting vaccinated so that we can sort of return to normal. We all want to go back to normal. Yeah. And we know that there's going to be people who are hesitant. And that's why, you know, there are, there are studies out there beyond just the vaccine. So if you're not sure about the vaccine or if you're a patient that has an autoimmune disease and you're not going to build antibodies with the vaccine, mm-hmm. then go and participate in a monoclonal antibody study. Receive in the antibodies instantly because then that's another way to protect yourself, your loved ones. So there's other resources. So it's not doesn't have to be just a vaccine. There's other ways to protect yourself. And is this type of work, type of work that you're also doing? Yes, we do that as well at Clinical Research Partners, and it's being done across the world. So there's really no excuse. You can either receive a monoclonal antibody injection and receive the antibodies instantly, or you can get a vaccine and your body will develop antibodies over time. But for some patients, like I was stating earlier with autoimmune disease, if they aren't able to build the antibodies, we know that man-made antibodies through the monoclonal antibody will at least give them the immunity that they need. And how do, how do people access this? Well, since it's in the study phases right now and hasn't received the emergency use authorization, um, we have seen that um, the patients, they could just reach out to us directly, clinical research partners. Um, we have, we're all over the web and we're here at Forest and Glenside, so they can call us as well. Our number is 804-477-3045. Um, but it's just, there's another way that, you know, some patients just might not be comfortable with a vaccine. So at least if we can put everyone in the place where they're all protected, that's our ultimate goal. I was going to ask you where you're going after uh, helping bring uh, COVID vaccines to market. And that seems to be a, a good next path. What else is Clinical Research Partners focused on right now? So Clinical Research Partners, um, we're not just focused on the prevention We also are focused on treating. So through Clinical Research Partners and another company that I have, Infusion Solutions here in Richmond, we have a COVID unit. Mm -hmm. So if for some reason you end up getting the Delta variant, which a lot of patients are afraid of right now, if you receive the Delta variant, we can treat you with the monoclonal antibodies that Regeneron has received emergency use on, and you can be better in 24 hours. So if you can't, retroactively take the vaccine if you're already sick, but you can take antibodies. So if you end up getting sick, even after being vaccinated because of the variant, I just want to say there's no need to be worried about the variant. If it was me giving advice, go get the vaccine. And if you get the variant, it's okay. There's a treatment. There's hope. Your world's not going to end. You can get Regeneron's infusion 
monoclonal antibody infusion and you'll be fine. You can go back to living your life. We've been able to infuse over 70 patients in the past eight have had the variant and they're fine. They're okay. Clinical research partners is doing these through interviews? with my other company, Infusion Solutions. Okay, let's talk about that. Yes, yeah. let's okay. Get into <laughs> okay. So, so we're, we we've got a, uh, a multiple an entrepreneur uh, working with multiple companies. Uh, Infusion Solutions. Yes, Infusion Solutions. Tell was... us about where <laughs> when that came to be. I am a visionary. Can you tell? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Infusion Solutions. The idea started over three years ago with my brother's journey of going around for infusions across the U.S. And my brother and I would look at each other and say, there has to be a better way to serve patients than need infusions. So your brother was ill? He was very ill. He actually was fighting colon cancer. Um, he wasn't on chemo, but he was receiving, um, I mean, uh, uh, like other immunotherapies, kind of similar to the monoclonal antibodies. Mm-hmm. Um infusions. And we would go around and patients would be put in an open room with shower curtains. And he would moralizing. I know. And then you're having a conversation with your physician and everyone can hear it, you know, in the middle of the room or the nurse. Um, It really didn't help bring any hope or, you know, we want to mentally be able to heal. And I think a part of the healing starts with your brain. Sure. You have to be able to see hope. You have to, and when you're looking around you and everyone else is sick, it just doesn't, didn't never mentally speaking on his behalf, put him in a state of healing. So he would ask me at every infusion center, can you find me a private room? Ask the nurse for a private room. And they would have one to two private rooms um, with over 50 patients in an open room. So um, I started Infusion Solutions. And by starting that, I wanted every patient to have their own luxury private suite. And it actually is 53% less than going to the hospital. Wait a sec. So um, how does it cost less to get like... Because there's no hospital overhead. Okay. So you're saving money. Your patient's out-of-pocket cost is going to be less. And the patient's going to have a private suite. And in the middle of COVID, it was great because they could still bring a loved one Mm -hmm. because they were in their own private room. And you can't do that at the hospitals. You cannot do that. During COVID, you weren't allowed to. I'm not sure what's going on now, but during well, we're COVID. We're still sorting during COVID. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but Great during, point. Like, yeah, during the, before the um, vaccines were released and we got to the point where some of the restrictions were lifted. So with Infusion Solutions, we, um, since I was working on the pipeline through clinical research partners, Mm-hmm. of seeing that we were offering treatment for patients COVID positive through the research side of things. Mm-hmm. Once Regeneron received the emergency use authorization, we decided let's open a COVID unit for infusion solutions that's separate from the normal suite. So just to recap, COVID comes. You amass a team of volunteers in the Richmond community to help test vaccines and help bring them to market, identify that there are ways to treat them, even for those people who get them, open an infusion center and start treating COVID patients in yes. private environments. Yes. That's a lot. We are the only facility in Virginia that has a private COVID unit that is just treating COVID patients to keep them out of the hospital and keep them you know, from dying. Some of them come in with pneumonia in addition to the COVID. So you're, you're seeing very sick patients every day and giving them an environment 
that is more hopeful than the one your brother experienced. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I think it goes back to a similar conversation that we had in a previous episode with Erica Porter on patients who are ill just in this process of not having any agency. And this um, helps, you know, mediate that. That's right. You know, we, um, Erica was our uh, last guest. She was uh, dealing with cancer as, as well and, and found paths to um, uh, wellness through uh, mental strength. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you provide as well. Yes. I remember one of my brother's physicians used to say, I want you to visualize the medicine killing the cancer. He's like, that is how you're going to fight this. So it's really interesting because that I've never, I've worked with a lot of physicians over the past um, 19 years. And I don't think I've ever really heard, that was the only one I've ever heard that's been mm-hmm. like, you're going to mentally also watch the medicine killing this in your body. So is it just COVID that you're focused on with um, infusion solutions? No, not at all. So we have the COVID unit mm-hmm. um, where we're treating anyone with COVID. And right now it's mostly patients with the Delta variant, um, which I'm sure you you all have seen where that's kind of spiking. It's spiking back up now. Um, but we also treat anyone with an autoimmune disease. So really anyone with anything other than chemotherapy, we're offering the treatment for in the um, COVID, in the not COVID suites, but in the suites upstairs for patients with autoimmune diseases. Suites upstairs at... At Infusion Solutions. Solutions. So we have two separate built-out areas. That way COVID patients are separate from our patients coming in with their traditional autoimmune diseases. Wow. That's exciting. Um, Yeah. uh, And uh, I think you also also have a nonprofit on top of all this. I do have a nonprofit. Thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) COVID had us pause a little bit, but, you know, we were able to go to our donors, um, with the nonprofit, it's called Rise RVA. Um, and when COVID hit, we went to our donors and said, right now we're not able to take the students rock climbing. And I'll get into more about what we do. But um, with COVID not letting us be able to take them rock climbing, the students, we were able to hand out hygiene products um, and just help the kids in the middle of COVID and then help feed them some meals because we're not really sure, you know, if students are eating when they're not at school is one of the big concerns that Richmond has. Um, so Rise RVA, to circle back around, mm-hmm. is um, the nonprofit I started about three years ago. We take Richmond middle, middle school students rock climbing. We introduce them to the culture of climbing, and we feed them lunch. Um, right now, we work with MLK and Albert Hill. Oh, great. Yes, sixth to eighth grade. Middle school. So again, I ask you, like when we, when I've asked you for the last two <laughs> things that you run, what inspired yes. you to start this again? Yeah, why well, <laughs> always, I'm passionate about my community and I always wanted to do something with the kids. And middle school was that age where I wanted to target because I think that's the time where the students are going to go one of two ways. And if they have support, if they know someone's in their corner to cheer them on or be a mentor, then you can help guide them to go a path that's going to be successful for them and their family. Yeah. So much passion. I'm just curious as you just so much like where, where do you find, where does this passion come from? The motivation and, and then let's get into like the evolution of where clinical (laughs) research partners and infusion solutions, where they're going. I 
That's a great question. Um, have a large family. They're all entrepreneurs. So I think growing up as a child, it was instilled in me. My father was a pastor and some people would do family vacations at the beach and ours was going and helping an orphanage or going and helping feed the homeless. So I think just being brought up, learning to serve and really, you know, everything that I have from the businesses to the nonprofits, really at the end of the day, I'm just serving my community. And that's what I was taught. And that brings me joy. And I mean, when I'm serving others, I'm happy. And I think that we can all say that about ourselves when we're doing something for someone else that brings a joy that buying a new car isn't going to bring or landing a new deal. Yeah, that's great. And, and you managed to find the time to run three organizations that do that. <laughs> because I have amazing team. <laughs> My okay. team is amazing. <laughs> I can't take all the credit. They are supportive. I come in the office with these wonderful ideas and I'm like, are we on board? Are we going to do this? And some days I get shot down and other days they're like, we got this. So it's all because of my team. That's great. That's great. And it is three, right? We don't have some secret organizations. Just left three. To talk about. I do have some <laughs> ideas, but right now it's three. So open to other. <laughs> open to other ideas. We're really open to growing um, the Infusion Center more and then rise. Great. Yeah. So, so what is next with that? What, what, what is your vision for, for those? Where do you want, where, where do you want to see? So for rise RVA, I was speaking with our uh, VP of the board, um, before COVID hit and we still align with our vision for, um, that this, that we would like to, now there's becoming to be climbing scholarships and colleges. So let's help take our Richmond students and the ones that are amazing at climbing and that have that desire to learn. Let's coach them all the way through high school and let's help them get a a college scholarship. Let's help them. And then for Infusion Solutions, we're planning to open Midlothian um, Center by first quarter and then Prince George as well. Wow. Um, With all patients that uh, that need autoimmune infusions, there may be people that are still in need of COVID infusions in your COVID unit. Yes. Um. So, uh, so you start out as a pastor's daughter. Pastor's learn daughter. To serve. Learn to serve. Background in entrepreneurial. Uh, or, or whole family. Whole yes. family. Whole family. Including the pastor built his own church. Built his own church. My dad was a businessman before he became a pastor. Really? Yes. That's incredible. It is incredible. Um, he said God called him to serve, so he had to serve and sell the business. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And and um, all this happens in the Richmond area. Yeah, we're all here in Richmond, here locally, right in the middle of our community. That's great. Um, and what would be your advice to someone that's taking a leap or thinking about taking a leap into the entrepreneurial space? That's a great question. I had this conversation the other day and um, find the right team. If you have a team that shares your vision and your passion, you're going to be successful and you can always fix things. So if something messes up, you can fix it and you can try again another way. doesn't mean that it's wrong. You'll just find the right way to do it. That's awesome. And, uh, and what do you think about the, uh, uh, the Richmond community when it comes to finding uh, great people to do great work. I have an amazing team. Um, open eyes helping me as well. So thank you for that. Um, 
Yeah, I've everyone I have is from here locally. They either moved away for a while and came back, but yeah, all my team's here from Richmond. So really blessed to have them. It is a great community. It is a great community. Uh, so um, as we start to wrap up uh, today, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, about what we love about Richmond. Yes. In this area. And we have kind of a offbeat question that we like to ask everybody. Uh, so um, imagine you die. Okay. And you get to haunt somewhere in Richmond. Oh, haunt. Forever. Where would you haunt forever? That's a great question. <laughs> it's kind of strange. It's I really know. I thought you were going to ask what my favorite restaurant was. And I was like, oh, why would he do that too? Yeah, let's start there. Favorite restaurant is Perch. Love Ooh, Perch. Perch. Mike, the chef, is amazing. Um, haunt, though. I don't know where I would haunt. You. You can haunt your uh, your own business. Make sure that your yeah that that would probably make sense. Actually, yes. You know what? I'm happy you remind me of that. Absolutely, I would haunt my company. There's the answer. So I can make sure everything's running forever. Forever. My staff's gonna say, "Oh, great." (laughs) Oh man, Um, it has been such a pleasure. And I thank you all for having me today. I'm very excited about the work that you're doing, helping our community through a really tough time yes just thank you enough for your service and your passion and just everything that you're doing for the community well thank you i'm really happy that we have a community that was able to help us so mm-hmm. well a lot. and if people are listening to this and they uh, need help with infusions mm-hmm. uh yep. they want to look into how they can assist in future trials and things like that they can reach out to you how do they all leave? yeah so they could call clinical research partners um and the number is 804 804- Four seven seven three zero four five, or visit us on the web clinical tri- clinicalresearchrva.com. Great, awesome. Thank awesome. you. Thank you so much. Okay, you know what? We're back. You know, so false <laughs> ending for this episode because uh, as soon as we stopped recording. We just started chatting. We just about started. how great Annette is. No. Thank you all. Y'all are like, too kind. Started talking about various other things. And then she hits us with with a really interesting thing. And I'm like, we need to get that on the podcast. So we're just going to talk for a few more minutes. We're just going to keep going. Let's just keep going. Um, I'm excited to talk a little bit more. Great. Uh, excellent. So wait, what, what, did you, what did you just tell us that made us restart the recording? So... It's been over 20 years since we've had a Reese uh, Alzheimer's medicine brought to market. Okay. And the first one in 20 years is finally out there. It's an infusion. Okay. So your loved ones that are battling the Alzheimer's, we are the only center in Virginia right now offering the infusion for Alzheimer's at Infusion Solutions. Damn. And is this a, is it a clinical trial? or? No. This is FDA approved. So this is the first Alzheimer's treatment that's been approved in over 20 years by the FDA. That is really... (laughs) I'm just hearing about this. Yeah. How do people qualify? What does this... Does insurance cover it? Insurance covers it. Yep. Insurance covers it. So at Infusion Solutions, their physician just has to call over or send the order over and our staff will do the infusion. And we'll handle all the prior authorizations with the insurance companies and talk to the caregivers about the costs. And then the great thing is they're doing it in the luxury infusion center, private room with the caregiver. So the caregiver can have a little bit of a break because 
you know, as being a caregiver, you don't get a break. You never get a chance just to sit there and unwind. So they know their loved ones will be in a nice private room. They can come in with them and have a healthy snack and watch some TV while the infusion's going on and let's give the caregiver a break. But yeah, we are offering that here at Infusion Solutions. That's really awesome. Uh, and, and the other thing is, uh, um, we had a member of your staff in here a second ago. Uh, yes. and, and we were talking about your, your staff. Yes. And their background. The other thing I wanted to say, uh, I wanted to ask you, um, is uh, could you tell us a little bit about about some of the uh, the staff members that, that we were just talking about. So I've had a lot of amazing staff that's worked with me over the past 10 years at Clinical Research Partners. One of my staff members, she's my assistant research director. Um, I met her when she was 18. She was actually helping her mother clean the office space at night at my clinic. And it was about eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. And I asked her, I said, what are you passionate about? What do you want to do? And she's like, I think I want to be a nurse. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, what if we started you out as a medical assistant? I'll pay for you to go to school. So I funded her going to school. And I said, in return, I want you to come work here and I will teach you research and you will fall in love with it. And here we are. She's been with me at least seven years and she is my assistant research director. Why am I about to cry? I'm like crying right now. Well, the thing I wanted to say is before, when you were giving advice for entrepreneurs, you said focus on your team. Um, it sounds like you're not focused on what their skill set is or what their resume says. Yeah, it's not. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not about someone's resume. It's about do they have the passion or are they going to bring the value and, you know, loyalty. You want someone on your team and vision sharing. You want someone that's going to share your vision and you know is passionate about what they're doing. I assume if you're paying for somebody's school when they're 18, they're, they're going to be end up being pretty loyal and they're really, really connected yeah. to you. Well, she was passionate. And I remember after when she started with me, it was three months into it. And she's like, I can't do this. This is too much. And I said, you're not quitting. So that's not an option. I said, you're going to keep doing this and you're going to see that you can do it. Yeah. And um, that's what people tell me that I push them. But I push oh. them because I can see their potential and I know that they can do it. Your drive is palpable, and I'm sure it is even to the listener, right? They're not in the room with you, but we can sense it. Yeah, and I just want to say we were talking after we uh, closed the podcast the first time about <laughs> it. says that she's 95% analytical and 5% relationship-based. And I think, again, that you're selling yourself short, and it sounds like you're a little bit more. I think that the test might be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think we need a new test. It's is, uh, is pretty important to you, and it sounds like um, that you're very it is. Thank you. You have a good sense of people. Yes, yes people. I am seeing the potential. Yeah. yeah. And I want to. I mean, I had someone, I think one of the reasons why I invested so hard in my assistant director is someone did that for me. So I was in nursing school. It wasn't a good fit. And I was worried. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I never wanted to have a business, full disclosure. I was like, because I saw how much work it is to be an entrepreneur, how much blood, sweat, and tears go into it. And I was like, at the end of the day, I just wanted to be an employee. I was like, I want to be an employee. I don't want to have to worry about the stress of having a company. And someone saw my potential when I dropped out of nursing school. And that was the director at VCU. And she said, I'm going to teach you research. You're going to love it. And you're going to be great at it. And, you know, I stuck with it and love it to this day and started my own company. So I did the opposite of what I thought, but I think that's, I had someone believe in me 
and show me that I could do more than, you know, just the degree and just finishing college. Cause that was my concern. What am I going to do with my life if I don't finish school or if I don't do this? But, you know, she helped pull out the passion that I had. So I was able to do that with my assistant director. What kind of, how did they know that you were going to love it? What type of mind does it take to get into that? Problem solving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And research, you're constantly problem solving. So. Got it. So people that are really into crosswords would like. uh, (laughs) Crosswords, problem solving, a little bit of a firefighter mentality. But then you also need your team that's going to balance you out. That's, you know, the shipbuilders who are building constantly. Got it. So. And that's why you're so focused on bringing in the right people yes. under your, under your yes. team. Love it. Amazing. I can't wait to have you on another episode to awesome. hear about all the other amazing things that you're doing. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that we somehow find out about after the podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We'll, we'll keep going and going and going. We'll, we'd love to have you back on anytime. This awesome. A joy. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> that's it for this week's episode of Partners in Change. A big shout out to our friends at Common House for providing us a space to bring this podcast to life, to Sonny Washburn for the killer music, and to Adam Clark for the rad cover. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time, Richmond. This podcast has been brought to you by OpenEye. They are your partners in change.